Professor Brain Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. So what are the laws that you face throughout this journey to where you are right now? The law? Girl! Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much time do we have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so let's first start with the first one. So for me, I, I won't say I was the most gifted student who was getting like awards and accolades and top whatever mm. but i'll be in the top 10 so i worked hard mm. and i performed well you mm. know so failing for me was i don't want to say non-existent but i've never i never really failed so in first year i we i did a module called statistics one that's 130 and i failed i failed that module i had to write a supplementary Ooh. and that rocked me it was like a 48 um, and I needed a 50 to pass mm-hmm. and and it was MCQs and it I just it was just so stressful so I, I failed I I had to rewrite mm-hmm. so that was the first time where I'd ever failed ever in my whole entire life of like you know school. being in school for 12 years like mm-hmm. what do you mean I, I failed and have to rewrite so like I said again my parents it was I remember it was December early December mm-hmm. um where they're like, you know, dust yourself up, you know, just study again. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You can you 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 can do this, you can do it. So I tried and I studied and I did everything. Mm-hmm. Nope. I wrote the test. I failed I failed, failed. Forty eight again. And I was like, Ooh. oh my gosh, now I have to repeat this module. What? And it was such a humbling Experience. moment. Yeah. yeah, because like I said, I've never failed, failed before. Yeah. And for me, I suck at failing. I think most of us do. <laughs> but yeah. Like, yeah. I, but like failing is so, it's, it's very like, because it makes you think like, am I actually worthy? Am mm. I, can I really do this? So again, you know, it really almost destroyed my whole holiday because it was, it was early December when I figured it out. And my birthday's in December. And anybody who knows me knows I love my birthday. December's my favorite month because I legit celebrate my birthday the whole month. My friends and my family are tired of me. By the December, they want it to end because they want me to stop. What do you do <laughs> normally on your birthdays? <laughs> oh, oh, man, it depends on whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's not even on the birthday mm-hmm. itself. It's more of birthday getting month. to my birthday yeah like the anticipation the attention the, mm. the things that i want and i tell everybody who can listen that it's my birthday you know so that year it was the first time where i wasn't i initially was like really down and my mom was like you know mm. failure happens it's fine there's nothing you can do about it and she was right mm. i couldn't do anything anything like it was december there's no point in studying there's absolutely nothing. I'll just have to start it again. So 
So thankfully, it didn't hold me back in terms of where I'd have to repeat the whole first year. Mm. I could still move on to second year, but just I would have to take it into my second year, like as an extra module. Um, so I, 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 and I think for me, that failure was like, I can never experience that feeling ever again. Like mm. I made sure in second year I were, and I think second year was a year that I did my best ever, mm-hmm. ever, mm. ever. I got like my, I got, you know, I got distinctions. And, Cause the, the first year I was like, ah, you know, I was just passing through, I was passing. Mm. But like with that failure, that feeling, I hated it so much mm. that I worked extra, extra hard. I'm not going to say that I, I did it. I got a distinction for stats. I did not. Mm. but I passed it <laughs> mm. but for like everything else all the other subjects which I really enjoyed I put in extra effort so that was like the first set of failure mm. that happened um also in my honors year which is my fourth year mm. it was very emotionally it was just draining emotionally psychologically mm. physically because it was a year where it was the final year so you have a mini project that you have to do mm. You have to write a mini dissertation. You have to write, you have to do a project because it's preparing you for your master's mm. when you have a full research project. And then at the same time, we have modules and we have exams. And I remember that year just felt like it never stopped. It was just always something. So it was so emotionally, it was just so emotionally low. But I think that year was okay because I had a lot of support. We had my classmates. We were all going through it together. Mm-hmm. So there was that sense of community. Then, oh, my 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 master's was probably one of the hardest years. And I always tell people that I didn't realize how depressed I was in my master's until after I finished my mm-hmm. master's, if that makes sense. It was really, really difficult for me because I, I'm I'm a very good people's person. So mm-hmm. I thrive in support. I thrive in... When I'm not okay, okay, not saying that I'm, I, I thrive in asking questions. So like in undergrad, I thrived in that because if I didn't understand, I, I put my hand up and I asked the lecturer, mm. please elaborate, you know, all of those things. But in on and for my master's, it was the first time where I'm sort of on my own, in inverted commas. You know, I had a really great supervisor. My yeah. co-supervisor was really great, but it was just a very independent thing, you know, there's no classes. I did mine I didn't do it via coursework it was purely research Mm -hmm. so it was a different level of adjustment and although I had friends doing their masters as well but we're working on different projects so we were in different timelines not everything was working out the same maybe somebody's ahead Mm -hmm. I don't know where they are we don't really meet anymore and it's different because we're working on various different projects it's so lonely Yes, it's very, very lonely. And I felt like I was in the silo and I didn't quite know where to go and where to reach for support. You know, things were not working, which happens in research, but I didn't know that because mm-hmm. I wasn't actively communicating with other people, oh, yeah. you know. So it was a very lonely journey. And, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm, a very, I'm a person who loves to be active and fit and whatnot, especially in my last year. I stopped doing all of that because I felt like it was taking time away from my masters. But in retrospect, hmm. um, nothing, I just couldn't, even though I was not working out and not going to the gym and all of that stuff or not running, hmm. 
it, nothing was still moving then you know now like physically you're not looking the same and you're not feeling well mentally mm-hmm. you are not you don't feel like you're progressing things are not working out you know there's a lot of things that are going on and I didn't realize that until after I finished and I looked back and I was like wow this was a really terrible period mm-hmm. you know like especially the last year of my master's and yo I don't I don't even know how I came out <laughs> and how I finished on time but I okay no I do know I had a really great co-supervisor who mm-hmm. then became my main supervisor for my master's mm-hmm. and another PhD student who um who who was uh, ahead of me who really was so f- crucial in helping me cross the finish line mm-hmm. so um I you know, now when I came out of it, I started to reach more in terms of Twitter. We started talking about academic chatter and I started speaking to people who were doing their PhDs. And, mm. and then I realized like, oh my goodness, people actually go through these yeah. things. Like the stuff that I was going through in my, in my master's, people go through it and they go through it worse. Mm. Like you have issues with your supervisor or things are not working. This mm. happens. Like that's why like when I then started my PhD, I made sure to be to be involved in a lot of conversations in community, in people mm-hmm. who are ahead of me, who've gone, who've done it, or mm-hmm. who are currently doing it. And it just made me realize, like, oh, okay, snap, you know, I need you need to be actively talking about this. And even in the beginning of my PhD, it was nice to say, oh my God, yeah, I'm doing a PhD, but my proposal just wasn't coming together, and mm-hmm. I thought I needed to have my proposal being done in three months. And I was getting pressure on the sidelines from another co-supervisor. Mm. Was like, you're taking too long. And I felt stupid because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm taking too long. But this time around, I was able, I had community. I'm part of this really amazing virtual writing group where we come and we meet. And then I started talking about it. People are like, um, in three months, bro, it took me a year. It's fine. You're going to be. And then I was like, oh, okay. And even like, just like oh, you can take you six months mm. or, you know, in this time, this is the process. This is the process. You're trying to learn something different. Mm. So, yeah, there's been, lo- those are like the lows. And even now, currently, it's a bit of a low, um, like, but I'm trying to come up. But I think this time around, it's just that I'm, I'm more vocal in my struggle. Mm. And, and I think that's, if I can talk about, if I can say anything in terms of anybody who's doing a postgraduate, okay, granted even a, an undergraduate because now everything is virtual, so there's no longer that um, sense of having people. Mm. But like, I just wish somebody can, I just wish somebody can just understand that you just don't suffer in silence. Like, seek people who are ahead of you because what you're feeling Mm. although it feels like a very isolated incident and it's only happening to you mm. crazy enough it's normal yeah. and crazy enough you will actually get through it mm. crazy like it just it just you know don't sit in a silo like find a community wherever it is whoever it might be mm. just don't suffer in silence because i felt that's what i'm saying in my in my masters i think i was a bit depressed without realizing i was depressed i was I was just working through it. But now I'm kind of being more attuned to be like, okay, you know what? Something is not right. Let me talk to somebody about it. Mm. Or if you have the ability to, if your institution has got um, like the opportunity to, to speak to a psychologist 
Mm. Oh, I'm a fan of therapy. Please mm. go to therapy. Mm. <laughs> like for your own mental health, for just like if you can speak to somebody, do so because therapy is a is a huge uh, like taking care of your mental health is so important. Yeah. And yeah, so that that's how those are my lows and just some of the things that I've learned along like along the lows, if I can say that. Do you want to talk about the current law that you're facing? Um, I don't know. Not, not really, because I haven't figured it out yet. Mm. I, um, it's kind okay. Well, I think what I can say is that it's sort of like a second year slump. Mm. I think people who've gone through a PhD, like you would, you are in your second year where you think you're meant to be at point X. But because of things and whatnot, it's not quite going <laughs> where you thought it would be. Mm. So I'm sort of trying to re readjust. And also because for me, I'm a very controlled person. I have a schedule. I have things. And when things are not working out according to my control, I sort of, I'm trying to learn how to, how to navigate that when it's just not going according to my plan, if I can say that. So I think that's as much as I can say um, about that because I haven't quite figured it out yet. Okay. When you're talking about a therapist and therapy in general, um, is there anything that you'd like to talk about it, especially in science? Like, do you feel that um, therapists, this should be therapist for scientists specifically or general therapy is still okay? Because I'm imagining if you're telling a therapist uh, this is not working or they're having this conversation, do they really understand what you're going through? Um, or it's not, doesn't matter? I would like to think as long as you're speaking to someone, mm. point blank, because sometimes we think these, some of these, what, I'm, what I've learned with some of my going to therapy is that mm. some problems which I think are because of where I am currently right now be it um, because I'm a PhD student have actual underlying issues stemming mm. from like when I was younger mm. you know where because of XYZ mm. it's now manifesting as ABC mm-hmm. you know so um it's great that, for example, for me, I have our institution and our our institution has got therapists for mm. each each department. So mm. the agriculture sciences, the humanities, and all of the the different departments. So they are more aware. So if they dealing, so it's it's easier because they understand that, like, say, the science faculty they understand that if I come to them, I'll probably be talking about failed experiments mm. or whatnot so maybe that is better but i i just think as long as you're going to therapy mm. um that's probably the best thing that you can do for yourself yeah. if if you are fortunate enough to have somebody who is in your department that then great that's better because they'll be more you know they'll they're more aware of some of the more current issues of what you're facing but like i yeah. said that with going to therapy i'm realizing that how i cope right now <laughs> although i although i think it's a current problem mm. has got 
have some underlying issues with some other things, you know, from yeah. from my, when I'm younger or a couple of years ago and I wasn't even here yet. So as humans, you know, we block things out and they, and they come through in small, funny ways. <laughs> so mm. I think it's just necessary. And, and I think, and I think, and I just think it's so important, like just mental health is such an important topic for me, even on my podcast. Because I feel like in academia, it's almost very robotic. Like we just mean to go, 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 you know. And also I'm sure other people in different other fields can also speak to that as well. Mm. Where the world does not allow us to feel our feelings. Because if you feel your feelings, it means you stop. Mm. You, you will not be able to go on. But it's, I just think it's really important that we talk about it. Like we said, like, like some of these experiments, it makes you second guess yourself or you write papers and reviewers destroy your papers. Mm-hmm. That has implications on your mental health, you know, yeah. or, you know, failed experiments or just things are just not working and you haven't seen your family for, for months because you are stuck in the field, mm-hmm. you know, or you're in a different country. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man, we, we all go through so much. And I just always wish that people could have that opportunity to talk. And I know some people will say, oh, therapy is just talking to a stranger. It's, <laughs> it's stupid. I will admit I had that initially. Mm. But um, I now see the value in it. Because this is a stranger who's trained to, to just listen. And sometimes it's really good to have somebody who's so far removed from your situation. Mm. Um, who knows nothing about you. And, you know, and also at the same time, I will say that a therapist, finding a good therapist is, is a process as well. It can be a process. Mm -hmm. Just sometimes you might not, um, you might not gel with this one and you have to try somebody else. So Mm -hmm. maybe for people, they met one who they didn't click with and then they're like, ah, whole thing is stupid mm. you know so sometimes you have to find it's like when you find your your therapist ah, <laughs> you're mm. good <laughs> mm. so it's not always like the first hit and maybe that's where the negativity stems from where somebody might have tried and they just didn't yeah. gel with their therapist mm. and then they're like no you know and sometimes you have therapists where we are as africans and the cultural thing and you might have a white person who might not understand yeah. some of the things mm. you know so there's a lot of that and um but yeah if they can just maybe look more for the support of where they can get support and i also acknowledge the fact that therapy is a, is a, is a privilege it's mm. very expensive yeah it's not easily accessible to have mm. good mental health support mm. so like i said if you are in an institution or if you are able to get it please do but if you are not able if you want it but you can't get it due to funds there are some free things but it obviously just requires you to do a little bit more digging um to find that support in your area and in your region you talked about failure the first time when you first um had a a supplementary that you had to do right Mm. um how do you deal with failure now compared to then like has it have you gotten better or what? <laughs> that's such a great question um no not yet i'm still working with that i'm still working on it you know 
but I think I'm more acutely aware. Okay, the difference now is that I'm more aware of what happens when I fail, if mm. that makes sense, mm. of my reactions mm -hmm. when I fail. Mm. So I haven't quite figured out how to, or like, you know, bounce back yet, mm. but I'm, I'm able to be like, okay, when I fail, this is what happens. So these are the feelings and these are the emotions that happen to me. These are the things that I tend to do when I fail. Mm. So which is different in the past. I'll just be like, oh my gosh, I failed. <laughs> yeah. And then life stops. So mm. I think maybe now, like I've recently, so I, yeah, it's still a learning process, all of this thing. So it's, it's only maybe now I'm like, okay, yeah, you failed. This is you reacting to your failure and you're re reacting in this type of way. So maybe, yes, I've gotten better, but not where I want to be yet. Okay. Um, between your BSc, um, after you finished, what made you go into master's? What happened between there? Did you get a job? What happened? Why did you decide to do a master's? Um, master's. What did I, why did I do my master's? Oh, my master's was something that I was definitely wanting to do. Mm. Um, it was part of the plan. And also because, um, yeah, it was it was definitely part of the plan. It was part of the academic plan, and um, yeah, because I was like, listen, there's a lot of people who are getting degrees. You need to sort of, you know, have something a little bit better. So that was part of the plan. I think the PhD was maybe not part of the plan. The PhD I wanted to maybe try do something different, but mm -hmm. then I finished my PhD, my masters. I graduated from my master's in, when did I graduate? During, <laughs> during lockdown. Sorry, yo, it's been such a, <laughs> like it's these couple of years were just like into one ball. Yeah. So I finished, yeah, I finished my master's a couple of weeks and submitted my master's a couple of weeks before lockdown, mm. like official lockdown in March. That's when I finished it and I submitted. And then I was graduating in April. Mm. Um. No, well, rather, let me say this because someone will be like, oh my gosh, you graduated in a couple of weeks. What had happened is I submitted in December, then it came back, it came from the examiners and then I just had minor corrections and then I submitted again. So ideally, I would have liked, I would have liked to have gotten a job, but then it was peak pandemic mm. period. People were not sure, job, people were not hiring. Nobody was like, it was that level of uncertainty. And yeah. then... um. So then my supervisor was like, there's an opportunity here. Um, would you like to try and apply for this PhD? And yeah, then I applied for it. And, you know, thank goodness I got in. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what happened. I didn't, I, have, I had, didn't have a break to do something else. Mm. And yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I just, I've just gone straight through. Okay. 